0: It's Jazz and I'm back with another episode of And All That Jazz Podcast. So, so much has happened <laughs> between the last episode and now. Um, I don't know if I, I can't remember if I said this on the last episode, but um, I really didn't tell anyone in my life who I hadn't come in contact with, like physically come in contact with, um, or too many people in my life who I hadn't physically come in contact with um, that I had COVID like when I had it. So there were quite a few messages, like text messages and phone calls after that last episode dropped with people saying, I didn't know you had COVID. Why didn't you say anything? (laughs) Um, and yeah, so surprised. I went from like, not really telling anybody to telling the entire world. Um, but outside of that, So much has happened in two weeks and uh, one, I want to get you guys caught up, but two, I kind of (sighs) want to, I want to share some insight that I've seen floating around on social media and I, I laughed about it until I realized just how true it was. So shortly before the new year, Betty White died, then Sidney Poitier died more recently. Um, Bob Saget who was everybody's dad in the 90s Danny Tanner passed away and then I think ye- Friday because I'm recording this on a Sunday um Louie Anderson died so we are losing so many people that we have well at least me I say I say we I a lot of people that I grew up watching and Some of these people have been old my entire life. Like Betty White was old my entire life. Sydney Poitier was old my entire life. So they live very long and full lives. But then you have people like um, Bob Sackett, who was fairly young. Louie Anderson was fairly young. Um, And I'd heard like throughout my life that life is short. Tomorrow's not promised. And more recently I've heard people say tomorrow's not promised. Cussing folks out today. And I used to laugh about it. I would laugh it off and be like, oh, okay. Yeah, no, no, no. But it's the truth. I mean, tomorrow's not promised to anyone, whether, um, it is natural causes like old age, whether it's complications from any illness, more recently COVID tomorrow's not promised. So whether you are actually cursing folks out, like. Woo to bam, or whether you're doing it professionally, or whether you're just standing up for yourself and saying, "Hey, I'm not gonna deal with this shit any longer," or, "I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna let you talk to me like that," or "I should be treated this way," or whatever like that, or leaving toxic relationships. It doesn't even have to be like a physically violent relationship. It can just be a toxic friendship. Life is short. Do it now. Um. Yeah. I mean, I didn't have to actually cuss somebody out recently but i did have to do so in a professional manner and um <laughs> i learned something from an old coworker, like i used to work with gosh 10 years ago now uh i can't believe i'm saying that i am 33 and i can say that i've been working in this industry for 10 years anyway um she used to have a phrase where um she would give somebody the long-handled spoon so we still need to be cordial because they are, you either, they're either a coworker or, um, you work with them or you just need to, uh, retain that professional relationship with them, but you give them a long handled spoon. So for me, that's very much, you either get the, um, Bueller monotone for me, or you get the sorority voice. Um, and there's no like, And even then it's like a deadpan sorority voice. So it's not even like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, okay, all right. Like it's very much deadpan, same via email. I give you the information you need to get. I'm not volunteering anything else. Um, We can't go out to happy hour or whatever like that. Like this is strictly professional and it is what it is. And I didn't realize how, how hard that is to do, but how freeing it is once once you actually do it like you no longer have to be on around those people and that is so freeing um I told y'all that my one little word for this year is adjustments and I mean it we are not even at the end of January and I'm realizing that there will be mi- many many adjustments made um, in my life. And I will be making many adjustments (laughs) this year. And I'm looking, I'm looking forward to it. I I really am looking forward to it. Um, another thing I'm looking forward to, you know, segue (laughs) is being an aunt again. Uh, I have a new nugget. My brother and his wife gave birth to their second son recently, and I'm excited. I mean, I have quite a few nuggets like from siblings and then once you factor in uh best friends kids and everything I have a lot of nieces and nephews and um I told that to someone recently and they're like oh when are you gonna have kids of your own and I paused um because I've mentioned it on here before I um my path to parenthood since I was eight years old I decided that my parent, my path to parenthood wasn't a bio. Wasn't gonna be like a biological one. I wasn't gonna have bio kids uh, that I had planned on adopting. Well, I am currently working through this in therapy, but I'm not sure that I still want to be a parent. Um, I am very much fulfilled in life as an aunt, as a nanny, as they call me, right now, and. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I am also not like partnered with anyone right now. So that could change at it, when I decide to settle down, <laughs> but I'm not exclusively partnered with anyone right now. Um, so that is also kind of like weighing in on the, my decision of, I don't know if I still want to be a parent. Um, but yeah, I, I really wish people would stop asking women because I feel like they only ask women Um, when they plan on starting their like route or path or like parenthood venture section of their life, because once you're a parent, you're always a parent. Like, (laughs) um, I am 33 and I still call my parents when I'm not feeling well. Like, I will call Candace and be like, I threw up. Like, or call my dad and be like, I hurt myself. Like. And I am grown. I've had my own insurance for a long time. I can go to the doctor by myself. Um, but my parents are, will always be my parents. So once you start that, and I'm saying this as a person who is not a parent, once you start that like chapter of your life, if you do decide to be a parent, that chapter is valid for the rest of your life. You will always be a parent. Um, so I really wish people would stop asking women when they are going to be a parent because they might not want to, or they might've been trying for a while and weren't able to have a successful pregnancy or whatever reason. Mind the business that pays you and stay out of women's uteruses. Um, yeah. And that was the soapbox that I wanted to get on that, but no. So speaking of uteruses, like I said, my newest nugget is is born, uh, has been born. I have a couple more friends who are giving birth this year. So I'm very excited about that. Um, and You know, adjustments in the budget (laughs) for that. Um, Recently, a couple years ago, I think, yeah, two years ago at this point, um, I decided to stop doing gifts for birthdays and Christmas for my nieces and nephews or for my nuggets period because it got to be overwhelming. Like I'm at the point where I'm in double digits uh, of kids. So I'm very much outnumbered and it got to be overwhelming for my budget for me to do birthdays and Christmas the way I like to do them. So I do birthdays or Christmas. Um, But of course for new nuggets, it's like you wanna spoil them. Like you wanna do, you wanna make sure they're not gonna remember this. You're doing this for you. Like at that point, it's purely selfish, um, either for you or for their parents. And like, they're not gonna remember the onesie with the matching footies that you got them or the, I, I, I don't know, whatever purely selfish. But you wanna make sure that you at the womb they know that they're loved. <laughs> and one of my love languages is giving gifts, whether it's like, yeah, it's giving gifts. Um so yeah, I gotta see I gotta see how that adjustment goes for my budget for that. But yeah, got a new nugget in the family. Really excited about that. Um I'm also excited about Some shows coming back, some shows starting. I feel like I always mention TV shows um, or movies when I'm (laughs) on a podcast episode, Um, whether it's I've binged it recently or I'm in the process of watching it. Um, But I kind of want to talk about a few today. So the first one is Billions. Billions is a show on Showtime uh, with, I can't think of his name, Paul Giamatti. Uh, Paul Giamatti is on there. Damon Lewis was on there. The la- I'm not going to spoil anything, but it, from the previews, it does not look like he is on this season. But anyway, it is about a U.S. state attorney who is going after bad guys and all that that encompasses. And this U.S. state attorney is not a saint either. I feel like that's the best way to say it. So that show is back for the sixth season. It the Episode one actually dropped today. I haven't watched it yet, so I will be watching it today. Um, for some reason, and I don't know how I let this happen all these years ago, I really... 50 Cent has a chokehold on me and quite a few other people with this Power universe. Um, I watched Power. I watched all the seasons of that. In fact, if you look back on the blog, I actually went to a event in Houston. I went to an event in Houston where a few of the characters were there as well. Um, and it was like a mini concert. I got to take a few photos with them and it was just, it was a press event. It was a PR event. Um, so yeah, I've been watching power since it started. Um, I, at this point I've seen every spinoff. So I watched ghosts I'm watching that now with, uh, Tariq, which focuses on Tariq. I watched the, um, oh my gosh, what is the one with Kanan, the one that focused on 50 Cent's character, Kanan. And then they have one coming up next month, which focuses on Tommy. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, Because I like Tommy. I like Joseph Secor, I feel like is a a great actor. He's one of those. He's similar to Matthew McConaughey to me. Um, He plays the same character, but he plays it differently, if that makes sense. Like Matthew McConaughey is always going to play a Texan, period. It is what it is. He always has an accent. Uh, <laughs> it is what it is, but he plays it differently. And I feel like that's what Joseph Cora, Joseph Cora plays. He plays a bad guy, but he plays every bad guy is slightly different than, than a previous role from him. So I'm looking forward to seeing Tommy cancel Christmas and seeing him take care of his family in his twisted way. Uh, but I was also pleasantly surprised when I saw him on another show that I watch, which is Ozark's. So season four just dropped on Netflix. Like it just dropped on Netflix on Friday and I started watching it. And I literally screamed Tommy when I saw him on one of the first few episodes. Um, once again, he's a bad guy, slightly different than another role, but Ozarks is really good. It's one of those shows where it's, it's slightly darker. So it's not a show that I like to watch at night because of how it's not gory, but there is a lot of violence in it. So, um, I tend to not like to watch shows like that at night. Cause I don't want to fall asleep with, uh, with that being the last thing I've watched. So anyway, um, I'm in the, in the middle of watching that. I'm really excited that the show is back. And then I'm also, um, really shocked at myself. I ended up binge watching and I say binge watching. It literally took me, I think f- four hours, I think to watch the entire second season of cheer On Netflix last weekend um for those of you who don't know when I don't have to work on weekends I typically take a whole day to like decompress from the week so I will disconnect I'll put my phone on do not disturb and I will journal I'll read I'll watch tv I will disconnect from the world and just like completely decompress from the previous week before Sunday so I typically do that on Saturdays Then on Sunday, I will prepare for the week. Well, last week we had a longer week because it was MLK weekend. So, um, or we had a longer weekend because it was MLK weekend. So, um, I had an extra day. (laughs) So I ended up binge watching Cheer and I was pleasantly surprised that they did not shy away from Jerry's, um, his legal problems. And they addressed that head on in the first episode. And then they went on to address it further in later episodes. So, um, fair warning, trigger warning. They do have the, his victims on there. They're on an episode talking about what happened. And then they go into, um, detail about like Jerry's prosecution and all that stuff like that. Um, his court case and stuff like that, or as many details as they can go into with his court case. Um, but I was pleasantly surprised at the direction that that show went this season. Cause I was like, how many, I mean, it's, it's like, bring it on. How many bring it on can you do? Like how many times can you go over or can you go through the sheer competitions? But they featured the underdog. They featured their, their rivals this season and I was very happy to see the representation of inner city black kids cheering and tumbling and just being joyous in that sport. Um, these are kids who are from small towns in Georgia, small, I mean, small towns all over the country who found out that their path to get out of their small town or get out of the hood or whatever like that was cheering. And I thought that was great. Um, really enjoyed that season. Uh, but like I said, trigger warning, they do talk about Jerry and that all in there. Um, but it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Um, I also am happy that my favorite podcasts are back. I feel like I mentioned the read and, (laughs) um, the Kev on stage uh, here's the thing and the ball and the beautiful and all that all the time. But they are back. Everybody's back filming. Um and it makes me that much more excited to see the read in person when I go to DC in March. As of now, uh things are still full steam ahead on that. I ended up finding an incredibly good flight deal. Um like cheaper than I would have ever thought. <laughs> and it's not a budget airline. I found a round trip flight um Nashville to D.C. on American for less than $150 and these are like the times that I want to fly out so it's not like a it's nonstop and everything that's so I was like I what happened um yes purchase immediately <laughs> so I'm really looking forward to I, I've said it before I'll say it again I'm really looking forward to going to D.C. in March and I hope that the plans don't change on that because I'm looking forward to not only seeing my friends there but seeing Um, what all Issa Rae and the Hooray team has in store for us for that. Um, and then I guess the last thing I want to talk about today is next month is Black History Month. Um, this is a big time of year for me. I, it's one of my favorite holiday seasons, um, because I do consider it a holiday season. Um, it is a time of year where the history of black Americans is openly discussed. (laughs) Um, and it's not like an elective or something like that. Um, but yeah, it's openly discussed and you are able to, I mean, you're able to do this year round, but, um, black owned businesses and black designers and, um, they're, they're really showcased. So I look forward to buying black, continuing to buy, to buy black, but, um, I will likely be highlighting some lesser known black owned businesses, um, and black retailers on my social platforms, um, and throughout the month of February. And, um, I will probably also be sharing works from black artists, whether it be written or visual or music, whatever like that, that often aren't spoken of like, um, and then sharing lesser known quotes from black artists and black revolutionists that are often not shared. Um, and the reason why I bring that up is MLK day. Of course, I mentioned that earlier recently passed. And of course people are always sharing the hate doesn't drive out hate. Love does that, which is true um, or I have a dream or whatever, but they don't share his more controversial speeches. Um, and then they often will hi- uh, will gloss over the fact that at the time of his murder, because he was murdered, MLK was murdered. He was assassinated. Um, he was one of the most hated people in this nation. So, um, I will be sharing more of that in the up coming months, more, uh, more of my favorite quotes from him that are, will ruffle, fe- will ruffle more feathers than they will like bring, um, warm feelings to people and talking more about the 1619 project and just, I mean, just talking about critical race theory and all that stuff like that. Um, these these upcoming weeks, um, so yeah, I wanted to let you guys know and uh, what you can expect at least next month in February here on the podcast. And if there's anything you want to, you want me to talk about or anything you guys might want mentioned, um, please, please, please send me a DM, send me an email um, and we'll go from there. And I'm sorry, y'all. I first, these people love, I live on a busy street and these people love racing down these streets in the middle of the day. So if you hear any of the rumblings or revvings of engines and stuff like that, I apologize. So yeah, that'll wrap up this week's episode of And All That Jazz Podcast. And thank you again for tuning in. Talk to you later. Bye.